Well, hi, folks. David Tier at theroadswetravel.ca. I have with us our special guest, as, as usual, Michael. Hi, good morning, Michael. Good morning. How's everything with you this week? You know, I, not too bad. I, uh, I've i had a, a really nice week. Well, started it off, I guess, with Sunday and and had some great fellowship Sunday evening and, and just uh, really enjoying what, what the Lord's been showing us and, and how He's been uh, revealing Himself in my life and uh, kids and everything. Uh, it's been March break. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. So yeah. the kids have been off, and and of course I've been going off to work every day. You know, we had a big snowstorm uh, last Sunday, which uh, lasted into Monday, and it was like, whoa, more snow than we ever got all all winter. Interestingly enough, I agree with you. I've I've shoveled a lot, uh, mm. you know, and and we've always had seemingly warmer weather following the big snowstorms. So it's a lot of it's melted, but not this one. Oh, not this one. Well, last Saturday we had above uh, above freezing temperatures. Uh, you know, my yard was starting to melt out there. The ground was starting to be exposed. And all mm. of a sudden wake up with uh, a foot of snow. And it was like, get the, out the old snowblower. Again, yes. Again, yeah. Yeah, my snowblower uh, is 13 and the other one is 10. <laughs> <laughs> and how, how um, do they make out with uh, those shovels in their hands? Well, yeah, we, we homeschool our kids. And so um, uh, wintertime snow shoveling is gym class. They're really big help. And uh, my, my oldest boy is uh, several inches taller than his father at 13 mm-hmm. and his feet is much his feet are much bigger so his strength level is almost on par with dad's and he can he can do just as much as I do he's just wow. got to learn maybe the the whole work smart not hard thing <laughs> well it's good to show the kids how to do specific things cuz yeah uh, absolutely you know painting and mowing lawns and shoveling snow is just those things that everybody should know well they're they it's normal life right yeah. and and i wanted them to be kids for a very long time uh, so right up even until early this year, I, I did not expect them to do anything. I didn't want them to do anything, yeah. but I would ask them for help. Hey, maybe you could help dad a little bit. I'll show you a little bit. So so hopefully as the uh, seasons progress, um, they'll want to know. I mean, everybody likes to ride the ride on lawnmower until yeah. you realize <laughs> you have to engage <laughs> the cutters so that it properly cuts the lawn. Hey. It's fun to ride, but Amen. oh, you got to cut that lawn. Well, you probably, uh, I mean, you're not the age that I am, certainly, and there, but <laughs> I know when I was going to school, they had this program called Shop. And shop, they taught you know, carpenter work. They yes. taught they taught you mechanics a little bit right. and electrical a little bit, yeah. and and uh, and the ladies had home ec taught them how to cook. Yes, and so, I was able to do both. Okay, and, and yeah, we had shop and home ec, and yeah. yeah, I I was learning how to sew and to bake and and certain things of that nature. Plus, shop class took little small engines apart and and built certain things uh, at uh, in woodworking. Yeah, well, you know, uh, cooking for a man is pretty important, and even being able to sew a button on. Uh, hello. Yeah, on a shirt or something. It's yeah. like that is ultra important. People Very don't realize so. it. But, anyways, so you want to talk to us today about a very well, yeah, topic. I'll let you you explain. You know, David, I as I continue on my journey, as we all do, there are buzzwords that we use within Christendom that are used quite often, but how are we applying these? And how are we not only applying these to ourselves and to the way that we treat others, but how we view God? How do we view Christ in the lens of the buzzwords of Christendom, like faith and hope 
yes. and love. A very over-abused word in our society, right? Yes. You know, oh, I love pizza. Yeah. <laughs> I love my new car. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and and the way in which that works, and, and I was reading daily reading of the Word. I read a little bit in the Old Testament, a little bit in the New Testament, a little bit of Psalms, and a little bit of Proverbs. I this this particular Bible I've I purchased years and years ago, over a decade ago, will break up the word like that for me. And and I was reading the other day in the New Testament where somebody came to Jesus and he said, What's the greatest commandment? And Jesus said, You gotta love the Lord your God with all your heart, your yes. mind, your soul and strength. Amen. And then he said, the second is like unto the first. And I stopped right there because the words that Jesus was using, uh, he was really highlighting that the first commandment and the second commandment were so closely linked, they were like unto, there were similarities. It was more than just a shadow or a hint or a passing. The image, he said, it's like unto, it's so close, it's this, it's mm-hmm. this one, but it's slightly different. Love your neighbor as yourself. And and the whole idea of loving God, where love is more than just a feeling, it's a command. And boy, I I backed up from that, and I started to look at that in a different light. Love is a command more than just a feeling, because Jesus said, this is, he said, one of the greatest commandments, he said, love. And I thought, how can you love on command? Mm -hmm. Think about that, love on command. And, And so, you have to start going back to the Word and back to the use of love, and to see, he said, Jesus said, you being evil know how to love your children and give them good gifts. How much more does your heavenly Father love you? And and if we could start, he he started to break down those those understandings of love. And of course, you know, if you study and go into the original Greek and the various types of love, but the place that Jesus was trying to bring people was that before you can get anything, before you understand anything, before you even begin to really serve. You have to understand these two great commandments. A lot of people do not wow. know yeah. the meaning of love. It's more love. than just affection. I love my phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we yeah. we certainly love a lot. There are times when there's going to be conflict between brothers, right? You know, and and mm. sisters, and and there's times when there's conflict in the real life, right? You know, we and we certainly would never advocate through scriptural teaching. There's nothing we can ever hate other than sin. That's the only thing we're, we're ever supposed to hate is is sin. Mm. And um, but we say things like, "Oh, I, I I love my brother, but I don't like them very much." You know, they're, you know, well, that doesn't work with anything else in life, right? Yeah. You know, I, I I love my wife, but I don't like her very much. I love my children, but I don't like th- that. Doesn't work with anything. Love, love is supposed to. And Peter said it. He said it this way in 1 Peter chapter 4. He said, above all things, have fervent charity. Another word for love among yourselves. For charity shall cover the multitude of sins. And what that really means, mm. when you love someone, you look past their faults. That's right. You look past their uh, failings. You don't look at all the things that make them unlovable. And boy, when you start peeling away that... Uh, onion, if you will, to get to the center and the core, you can realize that God looks at our failings. 
He looks at our faults. He looks at not only uh, because he can, you know, see the end from the beginning. He he looks at all the times that we're going to fail, right? But he, somebody made a statement a long time ago. He, Jesus, how much do you love me? Remember that old, you know, you've probably in seen John. it, and right, yeah. but but you've probably seen somebody has has kind of taken it a little bit and as a little kind of altruism, if you will, and put it on a poster with a little picture. And Jesus said this much, and he opened up his arms and he died. Right, mm-hmm. we're referencing the cross. Mm-hmm. Love. If you just look at the cross, you don't have to go any further. You you can see the ultimate love for God. So loved the world that he gave. Of his only begotten son, John three sixteen. Yeah. Love is not something that we need to beat into people, of course, right? Mm-hmm. You know, as much as it's a command, the word love is used in the New Testament alone. The word love is used over 360 times. Just the word love in the English, in the King James Version, not to mention all the offshoots, beloved, lovest, loveth. Uh, you know, thousands of references to love. And the idea that we could somehow miss this great command, that our love for God needs to be mirrored and shown in the love that we have one for another. Jesus said, no man hates his own flesh, right? And he, you know, he references that and how we treat our spouse. We have to love in ways that demonstrate the way that we would love God. He said, it's like unto. So, if I love the Lord, how would I demonstrate that like unto in my own little world? Would I utter a, an expletive or a curse or even a, oh, what a jerk, under my breath about someone's behavior to me, right? Let alone my brother, let alone somebody in the world. And, and it spoke to me, David, when I read that. It spoke to me in ways that, that I think that we have to maybe back up a little bit and start equating the love that we're supposed to have with one another, the love that we're supposed to have toward those in the world. We, can, we have templates all over our, our life. The love of our family, the love of our parents, the love of our, our wife, our husband, the love of our children the love of our nieces and nephews, we can look beyond that immediate, if you will, um, template. Can We can see love in so many other areas with those that are around us. Mm-hmm. And it's certainly not the love of possession. It's not the love of things. It's the love that we have toward others. And we can certainly see where we are, maybe not so much failing, but certainly where we could do better. Yeah. How would I say that? The size of the love or the intensity of the love that we would have for our children or for our wife could possibly be much different than the love we're going to have for our neighbor or for the person down the street. Absolutely. But the, the, the template that Jesus is trying to give, he said, it's like unto. It's closely resembles this. He said, this is how everything else is going to work. You're going to love God with such an intensity. And the second one is so very close, you're going to love your neighbor as yourself. I know that there are people out there that don't love themselves. How can you emulate the first commandment if you don't even love yourself? Mm-hmm. And there's people that don't like themselves. Uh, I mean, I, I know we're kind of opening a different can of worms when I made that statement, but mm-hmm. I, I think that 
that if we can understand that the love of God is greater than we could ever, ever really fully immerse ourselves and understand, but yet there's enough anecdotal evidence, if I could be that trite in some ways, there's enough anecdotal evidence and enough real-world examples in our own lives that mirror and show and explain and demonstrate the love that we're supposed to really be immersed in. My children and your children, and sometimes it's it might be difficult to understand if you don't have children, obviously, but our children— that's my greatest draw at times. Mm-hmm. You know, you can fight with your spouse, right? You can mm-hmm. have a little argument, and and sometimes you're not in the, you know, you don't think, oh, I really love them today, you know, and you yeah. <laughs> smack yeah. your fist. Mm-hmm. I mean, hey, I, we're all going to have moments and shadows and times where, where we're not getting along. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean I don't love my wife. Boy, I'll tell you what, I'm a small man. I'm five foot eight. Uh, but if if anyone ever tries to threaten my wife or my children, I suddenly become 10 foot tall and bulletproof. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? I'm ready yeah. to stand yeah. for my family. I I won't hesitate to put myself in harm's way for my family. Mm-hmm. And that is a shadow of the love that God is really wanting us to have one toward another, that we would stand. We forget that we are God's children. He loves us immensely. We need to really look at others the way God looks at them. That's why he draws those parallels in Scripture. You being evil, Mm -hmm. know how to give your kids good gifts. And I'm thinking, Jesus, how how could you look at someone who's following you and call them evil? You know, he was trying to draw that on your fleshly, you're by yourself, you're you're not godly, you're not, but you still know how to give your kids good gifts because you love them how much more. That parallel is an amazing understanding. When I started to think about that, especially after I became a father many years ago, uh, I started to see the clarity of his word, mm. what it really means. Wow, yeah, you're right. You long to give me your Holy Spirit. I want people to know that God lavishly loves them. I mean, David, he loves them. I mean, Jesus said, suffer the little children, forbid them not to come unto me, for of such is the kingdom of heaven. He absolutely, and I I think of your kids when they were small, or your grandkids when they were tiny, and you love to just get with them and hold them and tickle them and and do silly things. I, I used to tell my children, my youngest son, I said, no, 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 no. The province's guide to parents tells me that I must tickle you at least five minutes a day so that so that I can teach you just how much daddy loves you. And I just, <laughs> silly things like that, yeah. right? Oh, David, the love of God. Mm-hmm. Oh, Amen. how he loves you and me. And, yeah. and oh, how he wants that to be the driving force in everything that we do. Love yeah. me and love your neighbor. And love yourself. And love yourself. Love yourself. I mean, see yourself the way God oh, sees you. I'll tell you what, I, mm. I, I, I look in the mirror sometimes, I don't like what I see. Mm. But if I can look through his eyes, That's right. Amy Grant, I'm dating myself now was very prominent in Christian music when I first started, you know, hanging around the youth groups and whatnot. And she sings a song called Father's Eyes. And I challenge anyone listening to to go on GodTube or even YouTube and type in Amy Grant Father's Eyes and and just listen to it. And if you, you know, just understand that he loves us with unconditional love. And it doesn't matter 
what we've done, where we're at. And He wants that love to be shed abroad in our hearts. Amen. He wants that love to be used and to be emulated because He wants the world to know, above all, He loves you and me. Yeah. And there's nothing that we have done in our past that prevents Him from loving us. No. He has forgiven us. Right. We have to forgive ourselves. Right. And we that love, love will ourselves. cover a multitude yes, of sins. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Good word. Amen. Good word. Thank Listen, you, Lord uh, Jesus. Do you want to end with a prayer? Absolutely. Yes. Father, we come to you today and we thank you for the wonderful blessings that you've given us in fellowship and in breaking of bread and prayers. And I thank you, Jesus, for the love that you've shown, the love that you gave us, the love that you continually envelop us with. Sometimes we forget just how much you really love us. And I pray at this season, Father, at this season of our lives and our walk with you, that we would never be far from the understanding that you love us with an everlasting love. I pray, God, that you would help us to grasp that love, seize that love, and that above all, not only understand that love in a greater measure, but begin to let that love be shed abroad in our hearts. Let that love be emulated and shown in, in reality to those outside of our realms. I pray, God, that we would show love and that we would be love for you in your precious, precious name, Jesus. Let us be love today. Amen, amen. amen. Thanks, folks, for listening. May this week, uh, may this weekend, I guess, is uh, Friday. So may this week. Friday for us, yes. Friday for us. <laughs> may not be Friday for someone listening, but right. listen, may this weekend be just glorious, and uh, may you encounter many, many Jesus moments. Amen. Amen.